playoffs and win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to go to the playoffs. You know there's Russell Wilson in Seattle, right? Hey, no, we got Richard Sherman, right? Okay. <laughs> you know, the Rams are the team in the NFC West. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, I got DeForest Buckner. Okay, I, I heard that <laughs> Kyler Murray was going to the Cardinals, too. I got Kyle Shanahan. Okay. But champions behave like champions before the champions. We're going to assemble a team that will make you proud. Very high expectation, but I've always thought this franchise is. And that was the best franchise in sports. With the second pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Nick Bosa. Champions behave like champions before they become champions. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back. The 49ers are on their way to the Super Bowl in a dominating fashion over the Green Bay Packers. Uh, for those folks who thought it would be the same result as last time, you were correct. And for those of you who thought it would be closer, you are incorrect. The Niners completely dismantled the Packers 37-20. to It was never close. It was never in doubt. Um, Niners are on their way to the Super Bowl. Their seventh Super Bowl in 49ers history. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Let's open this bad boy up. 49ers going to the Super Bowl. This is fun. I just cracked a Natter Days, man. I can't wait to get going on this. They sent me a bunch of stuff in the mail. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> so I appreciate you, Natty. I got you. I'm going to stand for you. But when we're talking about standing, the 49ers just physically dominated, owned the Packers. They never had a shot. All those folks that said, oh, they're complaining that the Packers are the worst 13-3 team in NFL history. They absolutely are. They weren't battle-tested like the 49ers were battle-tested. They weren't ready to come in and, and handle that game. It, it, Kyle Shanahan just dominated, just owned. He owns yeah. Mike Pettin. He owns LaFleur. The, 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 this whole Aaron Rodgers didn't get drafted, slighted. That is dead. That is absolutely dead right now. It has to be done. You can't talk about it anymore because Aaron Rodgers had his chances in the playoffs, cannot beat the 49ers. They have his number. They're in his head. It is dead. It's over. And the 49ers are going to the motherfucking Super Bowl. Let's <laughs> go. The 49ers outscored the Packers 74-28 to in two games. 74-28. to Just let that sit there, Mike Pettin. Like, <laughs> 70, you just got, you had 30, 74 points dropped on you in two games. You know, for all the talk on the, the before the game was the Packers, you know, they are, they're on a seven-game win streak, blah, 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 blah. You know, we, we talk about opponents. They had the 32nd strength of schedule. 32nd. You never had a chance, Packers. Like, it wasn't, it, I said we'd have a 10-point win. I didn't think it'd be this bad. They, you know, I thought they may come out a little bit stronger, a little bit more effort. Nah, no. Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala came came back with a great uh, game plan. Um, but this is the Fourth and Goal Podcast. Catch us on Twitter at Fourth and Goal Podcast. Catch the podcast anywhere podcasts are found: Google, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you uh, listen to your podcast. Give us a follow, rate, and review. 
Matt, the Niners completely dominated again, 37-20. Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuels, Tevin Coleman, they all had their way in the run game. Uh, Unfortunately, Coleman went out early in the game, but the other guys uh, did their thing. Um, You know, the Niners... Three, you know, three years ago, we were coming off two and fourteen. Chip Kelly, Colin Kaepernick situation, team was just in shambles. Trent Baalke ran this team into the dirt. Couldn't draft well. Missed on picks. Everyone was an ACL. Was a, a value pick. Um, you know, you were choosing coaches based on a bunch of yes men with Tom Sula and 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 Chip Kelly. And now, Jed York gets a lot of praise for me. Now he made the right call and. John Lynch doesn't get enough credit. I mean, I think he delivered on everything he's ever said. You know, he's gonna make you. He's gonna give you a team that you can be proud of. A team that's gonna compete. A team that's gonna be physical. A team that's gonna be able to run the ball, pass the ball. He said all these things, and um, that's why he's executive of the year. And I thought he did. He's he's delivered on everything he's said to the fans. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and Jed York deserves a lot of praise too. Mm-hmm. It's after the game, they're on. They're on. They're on the the, the the stage. Terry Bradshaw is in there. He's talking. He tries to pull Jed York up there, and Jed York immediately is like, nope. Hand it to him, and he points to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Jed York wanted nothing to do with that trophy. I think he's officially taken the back seat. You know, we sit in here, and we talk about how the Cowboys and the Redskins and other teams have owners that just can't keep their hands out of the cookie jar. I think Jed York has made a complete 180. I think he's done everything the right way. I think that's why this 49ers team is successful, because they let football people do football things. You want to talk back and sit back and talk about who's going to perform at halftime and what the ticket prices are going to be in the business end of stuff. Jed, do it up, man. Do your thing. But when it comes to football stuff, you've done the exact right thing. You've taken that step back. Yeah. You've let John Lynch, you let Kyle Shanahan rebuild this team from the ground up. From the ground up. 2017 was a miserable roster. Mm-hmm. Had bright spots, but for the most part, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. And they built it from the ground up. NFC champions. Feels great, baby. Yeah, you know, that 17th season, starting 09, you get the one win against the Giants, and you trade for Jimmy, or I'm sorry, you trade for Jimmy after the Eagles game. Um, and, you know, that's that's the that might be the greatest trade in franchise history if, if the Niners go on to win Super Bowl. Um, and that's, you know, the Niners have made smart moves. You know, we were all mad at them for cut Navarro Bowman and, and, and those things like that. But they made the tough decisions and they made the right decisions and they've done so. You know, I, I remember when McGlinchey was drafted, it wasn't a pick that everybody liked. It wasn't a sexy pick. But it seems to be the right pick because the Niners run the ball better than a lot of other teams. Actually second best in the league behind the Ravens. But if you take away the quarterback, the Niners probably were number one in, in the run game. Um, you know, taking guys, you know, you took your chance with Ruben Foster. You know, you, you miss, you probably miss on Solomon, but Solomon's playing better. You know, they took a lot of shit for the first two years. Um, and year three, and here they are, 13-3, and three, well, 15-3, and because now they've won two two home playoff games, and they're on the way to the Super Bowl. And Kyle and John deserve a lot of credit. It's uh, It's been a hell of a ride. I was telling my wife, you know, this is why I, I stay consistent. I watch my games every Sunday. I don't care if they're 0-16 or 13-3 or 16-0. I'm going to watch. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to get stressed out. It doesn't matter. This is what it is to be a faithful. This is what it is to be a fan. And um, for games like this is why we watch. The feeling that their team is going to be in the Super Bowl is why we watch. Like, this is this the reward for being such a loyal fan. Like, they delivered, and they're one game away from being champions. Yeah, for all the people that were sending me messages of their seats and pictures of them at the game and stuff, first off, 
I mean, cool. Good for you. You got to go to the game. It's cool. <laughs> My neighbor went I again. didn't want to be there at all. I'm not jealous. Leave it alone. But secondly, it's awesome to hear from you guys saying that it's, it was packed and it was loud and it was hopping. And it, Look, for Levi Stadium, for all the shit that ta- that stadium took, for not being Candlestick and for not being everything they wanted it to be, balled out. The fans balled out. The stadium was loud for two home playoff games. Now, it helped that the 49ers absolutely dismantled a pair of NFC North teams where those two teams didn't have a chance. Yeah. But it's still nice to hear the stadium be super loud and, and to get super quiet when they're on offense and let them do their thing. I think 49ers fans have finally accepted Levi's as the stadium, the the new home of the 49ers, and they put some really good stamps on the stadium with these last two games. Yeah, for sure. And just something that just came up on my uh, Twitter feed here, the Niners are going to make a push to try to wear the 94 throwbacks on Super Bowl Sunday. So let's hope that happens. Um, uh, yes. Yes, Look please. good, feel good, play good, baby. Yes, let's let's let that happen, please, NFL. I, or just pay the fine like they did before. Um, but this game, man, you know, it was, it was three and out to start. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And then mm-hmm. we get the ball back. Boom, touchdown. Okay, here we go. And then boom, another touchdown. I'm like, what the hell is going on with the Packers? And and then I thought to myself, this is kind of what I thought the Packers were. They they don't stop anything at, at they don't really stop anything well. They don't stop the run game. They don't stop things over the middle. We talked about it last time on the preview pod. And the Niners just kept attacking and attacking. And Kyle just never took his foot off the gas and and just made this game um he he, he cut the game in half really. You know, he, the time of possession um, the run game it just it just demoralized the, the the Packers. It was just nonstop. You know the Niners didn't the Niners didn't have the ball as long as the Packers, but it felt like the Niners had the ball forever. Uh, time of possession today was thirty one thirteen to twenty eight forty seven in favor of the Packers, but the Packers could never really get anything going, and that was that was just a weird part about this game. But man, it's so good to feel back in the, in the Super Bowl. Like I'm I'm at a loss for words because the last time we were in the Super Bowl. You know, it was it was a, a great run as well, and then, you know, we we all know how it ended. This one feels different, man. It just feels different. Yeah, look, they're gonna play the Chiefs, right? Chiefs. We saw the Chiefs take care of the Titans. The the Chiefs did the one thing that, that they needed to do, and that was force Ryan Tannehill to win that game. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill couldn't do it. Derrick Henry, great year. He had been a great player, but really, I mean, it comes down to the limitations of what you can do. And I know this is going to be a talking point, of course, for the is. next two weeks. Jimmy Grapple only attempted eight passes. Cool. Only eight passes. And guess what? No one gives a shit when you're running the ball for 6.8 yards per carry. The team ran for 285 yards. It does not matter. You're going to keep pounding the ball. You're going to keep eating the clock. You're going to keep doing that. At one point, it had been an hour and a half of real time since Jimmy Grapple had attempted his last pass. Yeah. He made it to the end of the third quarter with only six attempted passes. Because the run game is working, and working, and working, and working, and working. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Don't don't worry about this stuff. Jimmy Garoppolo could have gone out and, and, and torched the Packers. There was a lot of wide open the stuff. Way, the way they were playing, the way they were playing, they could have torched the Packers, but it wasn't needed. And like we were talking about before the pod, Kyle Shanahan put exactly nothing on tape. Yeah, nothing on Chiefs. tape. There's nothing on tape. Nothing on tape. Between the Vikings game and this game, there's nothing. Nothing on tape. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan is living in 
3,020 because he is coaching for the next game while he's in the playoffs. He knows that they, that, that they can't be stopped, and there's nothing they can do about it. He put nothing on tape. I think we're going to come out and see a whole mess of stuff on the, in the Super Bowl. But Jimmy Garoppolo only attempting eight passes, I do not care. No, I don't Find care Find something all. else to yell about. I do not care. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't bother me at all. I you know, if you're we kept tech, we kept tweeting it out, run it again, run it again. There's no issue excuse me, issue with that. Like what's the problem? And then then that's, you know, that's going to be the talking point. Ah well, he was 6 of 8 for 77 yards, 9.6 yards in attempt. QB rate, uh, rating of 104.7. Cool, sounds good to me. And when you have a team like the Packers who can't stop runs, why not just keep running it? It doesn't, you know, I'm cool with what they did. It doesn't make sense for them to shit on Jimmy, which I know they will. It's coming, you know. They'll be still saying, oh, well, he didn't, he didn't have to do much. You know, sometimes you just don't have to. And um, the Niners are just that much better than the Packers. That they, All they had to do was just run the ball. Like, you know, the whole the whole thing, make Jimmy beat you. Nah, we'll just run down your throat because you can't stop anything else that we're doing. So you guys weren't any. You guys weren't good enough to be on the field with us in the first place. So the Packers, you know, I I get it. They had the whole six game six wins after after the Niners kicked their ass the first time, but they didn't play anybody. Let's be real. The Redskins, the Giants, the Bears, they all fucking suck. The Vikings, they stink. You know, we we smacked them around the week after week before. Um, I we're going to the Super Bowl, bro. Like it's just. <laughs> There it is, man. We're going to the Super Bowl. 49ers are in the Super Bowl. We're going I'm, to I'm the to, chip. We're going yeah, I, to the chip. I'm trying to like convince myself, talk myself down to not go down to Miami. Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm struggling with this right now. I mean, my wife's just going to glare at me until I realize that we can't afford it. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm still trying to talk myself out of it. Um, but, you know, we usually do this thing, right, after the, preview, after the, the post-game stuff. We do... Bad, not so good, then we get into good. Well, guess what? We can skip straight to good because there wasn't anything bad and there wasn't anything not so good about this game. Yeah, no, there wasn't There wasn't much. Didn't have any of it. There wasn't much. And, it, and you know, the stuff that we could nitpick um, didn't really hurt the Niners. Yeah, they gave a big play to Jimmy Graham, big play to Devontae Adams. But outside of that, it was... Who cares? It's garbage time. They're up by yeah. four possessions. Yeah, it was, at that point... It was they like, want to have a long play, let them have it. I don't care. Yeah, at that point, it doesn't even matter. So it's whatever. So the fourth um, quarter, they're down by four scores. It, do your thing, man. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, so let's let's start with some good. I, I want to hit on. I want to hit on two guys. I want to hit on Go two ahead. guys that open it up. That's George, and that's Juice. Kittle and Usechek were so important to this game. So important to this game. George Kittle had one catch for 19 yards on one target. But again, Jimmy only attempted. Eight passes. Yeah. When it came to just opening up Raheem Mostert, who we're going to talk about. When it came to opening up Raheem Mostert, George Kittle and, and Kyle Juszczyk were so incredibly important. They were making blocks downfield. They were opening up. I mean, we're talking running lanes. Running lanes. This wasn't like Mostert had to squeeze through and, and, and break a tackle. No. You could drive a goddamn truck through this shit. Yeah. It was wide open, and a lot of that started with George and Juice. Yeah, there's there's just so many lanes, so many holes. It, you know, it, you would think the Packers would have, you know have made their corrections. They just didn't. They just they had they had no answers for the run game, and 
you know, like you said, it starts with those guys, and that's that's a big deal, and and that's going to be something that's going to help us against the, the, the Chiefs as well because they have issues versus the run game too. The thing is, yeah. the, the Titans they just run, you know, power. The Niners can run outside, inside, and power. So it, you know, there's a combination there of uh, different types of runs. So um, yeah, I'm with you there. You know, the other the other good is is the linebackers. I thought the Niners linebackers played their ass off today. Drake Greenlaw, Quan, and mm-hmm. Fred. They didn't have to do too much. Um, too much of anything to be honest with you, but they were just they were there when you they were they were right where they needed to be in all in all spots except for that pass to Jimmy Graham where I think uh Quan is supposed to carry him on that. But um I thought all three guys played lights out, super fast the ball, gang tackles, not missing any tackles. Quan had a big tackle early in the game, Dre Greenlaw had a big tackle early in the game. Fred is Fred, Fred's always gonna do what he's gonna do. Um they made plays all over the field and they just you know, they kept this Green Bay Packers offense in check. Yeah, Fred also he he, uh, he had a pass breakup down the center of the down the center of the field. Mm-hmm. Do you see what he did afterwards? Discount double check, baby. He hit the discount double check. Let's go. <laughs> Get your stuff out of here, Aaron Rodgers. Get it out of here. Because you know they they played a great game. All three of them did. You know we've seen we've seen from uh, Quan. I really thought we were gonna get a get your sorry asses off the field moment in the first. I half. was hoping for it. From Quan, because I mean, I that's that's the way they were playing, man. Uh, when you look at uh, some of the other guys that did well, E-Man. Mostly. E-Man, he was one of my keys to the game, right? Who's going to step up opposite of Richard Sherman? And Emmanuel Mosley had a pretty good game. He had a pretty good game. He had that interception right before half. He had some, he had some incredible pass breakups. You know, he just, he just seemed like he was focused and locked in. And to the credit, the, the guy he replaced... Kelly Weatherspoon was playing special teams and he played pretty well. He had a bunch of special teams tackles. So gotta give some love to Spoon for that one, because he he did have some good plays, even though his his role has completely shifted. But Emmanuel Mosley, gold star, good game today. Oh, of course, yeah. And then, you know, the other corner who didn't start, I thought Witherspoon played fairly well on special teams, so we got, I'm gonna give him some love, shoot yep. him some bail. He made a great tackle. Um, mm-hmm. Early in the game, you know, to pin them back, you know, I think there was like eleven at their ten or eleven yard line. Uh, with a spoon, just you know, he's he. This is that's the best part about this team, man. These guys, they don't care. They're just gonna play for each other. They're gonna play um, and do their job. They're gonna play their roles and and just just get out there and do their best. And um, with a spoon for him to make a play there, that was a big deal um, to keep them pinned down. You know, in that ten or eleven yard area. Um, so Eman and Spoon had some big plays. Um, the other guy. I want to give some um, love to is, is is Debo Samuel. Boom! Like Debo is uh, Debo is pretty much everything you want in a wide receiver mm-hmm. slash running back because he done he's doing everything. Two for forty three in the run game and then two for forty six in the pass game. You know that's you know he had a total of eighty nine yards of offense. That's that's a good game. That's a really good game, and it's only on four touches. Um, he's he's getting a lot of product productivity out of just his little small opportunities, and you know the Niners didn't have to pass this game, so I'm I'm sure he would have had more opportunities um, in the pass game because there was um, they they were just beating these guys off the line. Kittle, Debo, um, the the corners for the the Packers just couldn't keep up, and they were getting mauled in the run game. So I don't think they wanted any type of um, action that way. You know what I mean? So. It's yep. Debo. Debo's, you know, home run pick, man. Second round pick. That's exactly what you want out of your second round pick. And he's doing everything from the run game, the pass game, 
he's 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 blocking. He's catching it. It's it's Debo's dope, bro. I, I love me some Debo Samuel. Yeah, no, he played an incredible game. Another one of my keys to the game, by the way. Yeah. So really, I mean, I crushed my keys to the game in the preview episode. You know, I'm gonna toot my own horn in this one. Toot toot. toot. MFers, because this is awesome. <laughs> no, Debo, Debo played great. He, uh, he, like you said, he he was good in the run game. He's good in the pass game, but he's also electric in a block as a blocker downfield. Uh, he sealed the edge for for Mostert on one of his four touchdown runs. One of his four touchdown runs. Yeah. And we just saw we just saw everything that they thought he could be. Debo Samuel has has completely evolved into exactly what. Shanahan hoped he was going to be when I drafted him. You know, when I, when I saw him at, at the Senior Bowl. Love that's, it. That's, love at first sight. Love at first sight, and it's paid <laughs> off completely. <clears throat> Debo with a fantastic game. Big ups to, big ups to Debo. Uh, let's move on to some other guys that played well. I'm going to jump back to defense, and then it's defensive line. Look, this guy's played all of them. All of them. Because you, you, you saw there, there, were, there were plays when they had... Buckner, Armstead, Bosa, and Ford on the sideline. And they're trotting out Solomon Thomas, you know, Anthony Zettel. You're looking Earl Mitchell and, and Sheldon Day. And they're still making tackles in the backfield. Oh, yeah. They're still making tackles in the backfield. The defensive line was electric all game long. All game long. They, 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 they ended up with three sacks. So we, we, saw, we saw Bosa and Armstead do, his, do their thing. Uh, K1 Williams an extremely heady play to just slap the ball out of his hands. Yeah. Out, out of Rodgers' hands. Um, and that could have been one of, those game, one, of those, one of those plays that just changes the game entirely. Uh, Packers were able to recover. Whatever. It's fine. But I thought the, the defensive line in general did a great job. You have to keep the Packers behind the sticks. You have to force them to pass, which I know sounds weird with Aaron Rodgers, but you have to force them to drop back and pass and put him under pressure. Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 56 yards for a long of 11. I mean, nothing. <laughs> That's nothing. It's 4.7 yards per carry, sure, which sounds great. But it, when, when you're playing from behind so much, you're going to get a little bit more running room. Yeah. And the, the defensive line did a great job, did a great job of bottling them up. In the run game and keeping pressure on Aaron Rodgers as a, as a passer. Yeah, no question. The D line was just after it all game. Um, it's uh, man, I'm just looking at this picture here. It's it's Joe Staley and Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. If everyone, if people remember the story. Joe was thinking about retiring, and you know he was didn't yeah. didn't want to do another rebuild, and he stuck it out, and he you know he trusted the vision of the team, and here he is again. He's back in the Super Bowl, man. It's um. For Joe, that's a big deal, and I think I think Niners fans can appreciate Joe Staley as probably one of the greatest four Niners of all time. And for him to stick around and and do this rebuild with this team again and be such a big vital part in these last you know four, five, six games that he's played really, really well. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm like emotional about the shit because it's like <laughs> you know because you know it, part of it is you know you wanted this stuff for Frank Gore, you wanted this stuff for Patrick Willis, but you know for Joe to be here again. Um, to me, that's a big deal, man. It's just, it's, it's just great to see, you know, a guy like Joe, who's always he's been a consummate professional. You know, we've talked to Adam Snyder. Adam tells us stories about Joe and how mm-hmm. cool Joe is and things like that. It's just, it's good to see good people get good things happen to them. And, and I really hope the Niners can pull this out in two weeks and, uh, 
for Joe Staley to go out on top and things like that. But yeah, I'm just looking at this picture, man. It's it's so dope to see that. You know, Kyle and John have delivered, man. Um, and that's my my next my next good of the game, Kyle Shanahan. He does not care about stats. He does not care about who needs to get the ball, who needs to have this many reception, who needs this many touches. He cares about his game plan and what he's going to do with it. And today, I'm pretty sure his whole thought was, let's run the ball 30 times because they ran it 42 um, and just <laughs> and destroy and dismantle another defense. And um, Kyle's learned from his mistakes, you know. Um, yeah, he had a couple questionable things where it kind of got a little contentious there. Um, but I thought Kyle had a hell of a game plan. Team was prepared. He, you know, the whole all week was, you know, erase that 37-8 to eight victory uh, out of your mind because it's not the same game, but it ended up being the same game. Um, Kyle Shanahan, man, he's, just, he's, he's a top-five coach, and I, don't, I'm, I, I would debate that with anybody. Um, when you give a guy a competent quarterback and a healthy team, these are the results. And uh, 13-3, and three, two home uh, playoff games, wins, and you're on the way to Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit for this win, for this whole season, for this whole rebuild, everything. So Kyle gets a really big good on this one um, for this for this game. Yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely, absolutely right. Kyle Shanahan, uh, I'd say top four coach, top three, I don't know. Uh, Bill Belichick and then who else? You know? Yeah. Who else does it consistently? And you can sit there and say Andy Reid, but Andy Reid also has that he can't do it in the big game. They finally, you know, pulled through. But but when you talk about Kyle Shanahan, I'm so happy that the 49ers were patient. They were patient in 2017. When they decided to wait until after the Super Bowl to hire Shanahan. Because what we've seen across the league right now is, is teams get impatient. And 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 want to hire their guy right away. Yeah. So they can start building right away. And coaches like Robert Sala, coaches like uh, was it Eric, Eric Benemy in in KC, their offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. These guys should be head coaches. They should be head coaches, and they're getting passed over by these teams because they get impatient. I think they would be better than McCarthy in Dallas. I think they would be better than Stefanski in Cleveland. I think it'd be better than Judge in New York. And this is why teams stay good. This is why parity exists in the NFL, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's the first time since 2003 that someone named not not named Flacco, Roethlisberger, Brady, or Manning is representing the AFC. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. First time since 2003. Bro, we got people that listen to us that weren't born in 2003 yet. <laughs> This is wild. This is wild. So there is parity in the NFL, but there's not. And the reason is because bad teams stay bad for the same reasons. And they get impatient. They don't go hire these guys. 49ers were patient in 2017. They sat around. They waited. They got Kyle Shanahan. And, and it's all paid off now. It's all paid off. All this, all this talk, it, it, he can't handle big games. Get it all the way out of your head. Get it all the way out of your head. Kyle Shanahan, he, it, it, it's disrespectful Kyle. <laughs> they ran it so many goddamn times in a row. They didn't even try and pass. They didn't have I mean, to. That's just, straight, that's just straight up the most disrespectful thing you can do. And it's like, we're going to line up and you can't fucking stop us. There is nothing they could do. Nothing at all. You can't do it. You can't do it. 
It's it's blatantly disrespectful. We started to see it on Twitter tonight. Everywhere. People tagging us. We're gonna People copyright tagging us this everywhere. shit. <laughs> I know we we gotta put a, we gotta slap a copyright on this. Because it started popping up everywhere. They go, his play calling is disrespectful. I'm like, we know. We've been talking about it for weeks. Talking about it for half the season now. And tonight was it. Tonight was just it. It was a culmination of everything. Now he's got two weeks to game plan for a leaky defense. Yeah. Man, I'm, oh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be great, man. I'm getting pumped. Yeah, getting pumped it's going to be great, man. I, uh, bro. Super Bowl, Miami. For everyone out there who, you know, shout out to Adam Rank. We love you. 3-13. and 13. Yeah, love love Adam. Ryan Clark called us pretenders. I, shouldn't, I, I don't know why I keep saying us, but they call, they call them the pretenders. <laughs> you know, you got guys like, um, I don't know, what's his name, bro? Oh, Florio. Oh, saying Jimmy G's going to be pissing guy. down his leg. Yeah. Florio. What about, you know, Stephen A. Smith? Always oh. questioning the Niners. You, you, I remember. When, I remember when they laughed on the first take when, when Max Kellerman said this is the best team in football after they lost to the Seahawks. Max Kellerman was on the team the right way. Now, granted, he may have changed his tone since then, but he was right the first time. He shouldn't have never changed his opinion. He said it, the Niners were the best team in football even after the Seahawks overtime loss. I'm like mm-hmm. that's there. Mike Pence. I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. You're a fucking idiot for saying the Niners are going to win. And we're the, the Niners are the Nancy Pelosi of the NFL. Shut up, moron. Um, <laughs> I can't stand the fucking guy. Sorry, whoever out there supports him, but I just can't get behind that guy. Um, the the list is long. Not bad for pretenders, huh? Right? Not bad for pretenders. Look, there's plenty of people doubted. Plenty of people doubted. Oh, you, you just named a whole bunch. Plenty. The list is long. My mentions list is longer. I'm sure I could go through here and I could pick everybody out yeah. and start calling them out one by one, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here, and again, it's like when we're talking with Adam. You can't see me right now, but <laughs> I've got a really smug look on my face. Bro. Because exactly what we've been saying about this team, exactly why they're going to be successful, it, it, it's all come to fruition. It's all come to fruition. But let, let's jump in. And, and look, player of the game, we don't even need to discuss it, right? No, there's no discussion necessary. It, it's it's Raheem one Mostert. man, one man only. Exactly. Raheem Mostert. He set the team record in playoffs or regular season, whatever it is, single single game team record with 220 yards on the ground. Broke, I believe, is Frank Gore's mark. Frankie G. And he had the second most for a player in NFL postseason postseason history. So, hey, look, Raheem Mostert. High five, man. Play of the game. Player of the game, excuse me. Yeah. So let's go. Let's jump to the play of the game. What was it for you? Uh, play of the game was the um, Emmanuel Mosley interception. That just swung everything wide open. It just it blew everything open. To me, I thought that was it. They forced him into a bad throw, and Eman just played it perfectly. And that interception was huge. We know we the whole issue with this. The whole issue was. You know who's gonna be opposite of Sherman all week, and you know, that's all we heard was all oh, Eman or, or Witherspoon. Can they guard? Can they do this? Can they do that? And Eman played his played well all game, and that interception came at a huge spot um, right before the half. You get you know you get points. That's a big deal, man. And that's that was just I thought that was play of the game for me. That that interception right there. Um, it you know it, yeah the Packers started at their own eight. Um, yeah, Packers started their own eight. They inter- the Niners intercepted the ball at the 30, 
um, yep. and they score a touchdown in three plays. Raheem Mostert up the middle for 18 yards. Touchdown. Boom. Game's wide open. 27 nothing going into the half. Because the, yeah, and, and, the Packers and, had to punt the next, you know, their next uh, three plays after that. LaFleur was being weird. He's not very good. He was calling timeouts. He's calling timeouts. He's burning his own timeouts when the 49ers are running the ball. Clearly the 49ers want to run the ball and, and just do that. Why are you calling your timeouts and giving Kyle Shanahan extra shots at running the ball? What is your what is your best case scenario? What is your best case scenario? That you are going to force a field goal, get the ball back with 45 seconds left and no timeouts down 23 nothing. Yeah. That's your best case scenario. Yeah. The 49ers were cooking with gas. They 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 didn't need any extra time to line up and, and get the correct run play in. Give their offensive lineman a breather. Let them just size everybody up. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I thought that Mosley pick was huge. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Right we before talk, the we half, We about man. how important. And, and, and that's, uh, that's the moment I knew the game was over. And, you know, and, and part of it real quick. That's it. Right there. Part of, it, part of it real quick is the Niners, they, they didn't get the ball. They had the ball first uh, to start the game. So scoring mm-hmm. right before the half was, was crucial, and they did that. And then, um, you know, you're up 27 nothing. That's that's You're forcing the, the Packers to come out, and they have to throw the next time out. And that's what they did. They threw, and they scored right after the half. But Emmanuel Mosley interception, and then, you know, you quick three plays, boom, touchdown. You're up 27 nothing. You you forcing now the Packers to have to drop back every down and just and pass. So um, I thought E-Man basically sealed the deal there. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the turnover idea. I like the turnover idea. Yeah. Uh, E-Man's, E-Man's interception was huge. Um, Unk, Richard Sherman. Uncle Sherman. Huge pick to end the game, right? He gets burned by Devontae Adams um, a couple plays previously. Comes back. He makes the play. Diving interception. Shut it out. Awesome to see. But to me, the play of the game was DeForest Buckner recovering the botched snap. Because at that point, is the first time we'd seen signs of life out of the Packers. It was the first time that they looked like, oh, they're going to drive down the field. They're going to score. Yeah. And when, and when, when, when Defoe came up with that fumble, hey, man, I think it's done. I, th- I believe I texted you right then. I was like, hey, this game's over. Yeah. And, and, then, he- and then you, being a spaz, like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not. But that, 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 that really is when I, the moment I knew when it was just, it was done. It was done at that point. Just they, 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 they were never going to come back from that. Never going to come back from that. I thought it was huge, very heady play because it's kind of crazy, right? Because you watch that play and you see the replay, and the ball sits there for a solid second. Yeah. Before anyone knows where it is, because Aaron Rodgers kind of pulls a Cam Newton in the Super Bowl and like doesn't really go for the ball. He knows where it is. It's not in his hands, so he knows exactly where the ball is. But he didn't really make a play for it. And, and and Buckner was able to scoop it and then try and run it down the field for a little bit, whatever. <laughs> but oh, but I thought that was I thought that was very important. Yeah, I thought it was very important. I think that 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 shut the door entirely, entirely. Um, and, and one player we haven't shouted out yet. Mm-hmm. Want to get to him? Want to touch on him? Richie James, Rich, pretty decent day as a punt returner. After all that pretty, shit you gave him, pretty, pretty decent. After all that shit I gave him. <laughs> After all the blocking he did of me on Twitter. Yep. 
Richie James, his his twenty six yard punt return was 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 very big. Oh yeah, in the game, huge. I think I think that that really set them up to. to yeah, they scored a touchdown on that drive, which is great. Uh, but I, I think that really kind of just again swung momentum right back to the 49ers. Oh man, and and man, did look. This was a fun one, man. I told you I've been confident all week. No, I know. I told you I've been confident. And I'm all just week. a spaz. I'm just so yeah. like you were emotionally... confident before the Vikings. Yeah. You were confident before the Vikings. I wasn't. I was confident this week. I, this is dumb. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Game of 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Let's go. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I did say that I thought the Niners would win by 10. I didn't think they'd win in this convincing fashion. But, um, you know, I just it's, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. You know, a fumble mm-hmm. here, an interception there, you know, some stupid penalty. You know, you, we almost got called for a dumb, unnecessary roughness penalty on Solomon late in the game. Like, what the hell? Like it was a stupid early flag or late flag, whatever you want to call it. Um, but thirty-seven to twenty, man, that's that's just dominating. And you know, Richard Sherman, you know, he said it after the game. He said the Packers were trying to hype themselves up, like we're going to be ready this time. He's like, you weren't ready the first time, and they didn't look ready. They they weren't ready for the ass whooping that they took. And I'm glad they got their ass kicked. And I'm glad. You know, the Packers have been getting their ass kicked by the Niners in the, in the playoffs the last three times they've played. Colin Kaepernick, shout out to him. The first two times for beating the piss out of the Packers. And now <laughs> Kyle Shanahan for doing it once in the season. And then now again in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, real quick, Aaron Rodgers, no, we don't regret not passing or passing on you. You know, shit happens. And now you are 4-6 and six versus the Niners. 0-3 oh in the playoffs against the Niners. Like, I don't regret passing on you because the Niners wouldn't be where they are right now yes you got your Super Bowl trophy cool that's the only time you got one you got one the Niners on the verge of possibly getting one this year so we get one then it's what's what's the conversation about then what would be the conversation oh the Niners passed 15 16 17 18 years ago and Aaron Rodgers still has one Super Bowl and the Niners have won one since that draft it equals out I don't I don't see the uh, regret there from the 49ers franchise that they got the guys they wanted in-house now and they are only looking forward and I was talking to my cousin before we got on the show um <laughs> you know he's like the Niners are built for a three four five year run because they did it the right way we talked about the Rams early in the offseason or early in the season how they just decided to play Madden and now they can't sign anybody the Niners didn't play Madden they signed the right mm-hmm. free agents they went and got they had their draft picks they did what they needed to do and here they are, and like we, you know, when we first started talking before we started recording anything, we you know we had our conversation. I always said this would be a three to four year rebuild. We're in th- year three, man. We may be a year early. Ah, well, we can be we can be a year early with a title. I'm cool with that. And uh, I always I, I thought of it, thought of it that way. So they're on their way to Super Bowl, bro. And I'm I'm very tempted to take my happy ass down to Miami and drive myself down there with the truck. Yeah, dude. So 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 tempting. <laughs> So tempting. I'll to go. sleep in my truck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll cuddle up, man. It'll be fine. I got a big bed uh, in the no, back. It's <laughs> there you go. It's super tempting. Um, I, I I can't I can't wait. I cannot wait for this game to go. Look, we're hey fans, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready because we're about to go through two weeks of bullshit. Oh, of course, two weeks, um, of just of just times when. They're gonna have nothing to talk about. Yeah, they're gonna re they're gonna rehash a lot of stuff. They're gonna retread a lot of stuff. Be prepared for 
Jimmy can't handle the spotlight. Yeah. The team is winning in spite of Jimmy. The the run game and defense are carrying Jimmy. Be prepared for it. It's coming. Yeah, just take it. It's absolutely 100% coming. Just just mentally take a note. Write it down a little notepad if you need to. And be ready to pull the receipts later. <laughs> be ready to pull receipts. That's what we do. We just pull receipts. Yeah, can I... Just one more thing here with with Kyle and John. Like I'm I'm very happy that they are the guys in charge, but the list of guys who are undrafted on this team that are contributors. Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, Emmanuel Mosley, Daniel Brunskill, Kendrick Bourne. Um those guys have all been vital in this rebuild, especially Kendrick Bourne and Matt Breida. They've been here since the start. Yep. Like the front office yep. deserves a lot of credit for finding these guys, and Emmanuel Mosley being one this year, where we all had our questions like, "Oh shit, Akello's down." Emmanuel Mosley played his ass off when he had his opportunities, and he's done a great job. Raheem Mostert was a special teams guy the first two years, and then he decides to, I don't know, run for a thousand yards on the season, um, in you know playoffs and regular season. I think he's at a thousand right now. I mean, shit, he had two twenty today. He had seven hundred and something during the regular season. He's pretty close to a thousand, I would assume. I didn't check yep. it yet. And then, of course, Daniel Brunskill, you know, coming in big for McGlinchey and Staley, um, and even replacing School in the last Packer game. Like this front office, man, they they know how to find talent. I hope Adam Peters stays for a long time. Uh, Martin Mayhew, all those guys, they get a lot of credit too uh, for for finding these. These undrafted guys who can be humongous contributors to this team—that's um, just that's huge, man. Yeah, it's a giant testament to what, what, what the, the, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. No, not at all. Kyle Shanahan has, has taken everything his dad did as a coordinator, as a head coach. He's put it together. I remember when he first got hired as the Redskins' offensive coordinator under Mike. Right, Mike Shanahan's the head coach, and he becomes the the offensive coordinator. I'm sitting there going, "This is nepotism as shit." <laughs> There's no way he's earned the right to be the offensive coordinator. And then you look at it, and you're like, oh, well, maybe Kyle's gonna be better than his old man." Maybe. And I think we're starting to see it. And I think that there's a good relationship between Kyle and the team. I think Kyle's here for the very much the long haul. Now, look, I know winning cures everything, right? The team wins. Everything looks good. It's all roses. It's all sunshine, rainbows, unicorns, butterflies, whatever else you're going to call it. The team starts to take a little bit of a, a slide. You know, we'll, we'll see a different side of people. But right now, they're winning. Right now, they're winning. They're heading to the Super Bowl. I can't say it enough. They're going to the fucking Super Bowl, man. <laughs> everybody, oh. everybody and their mom at the beginning of the year was sitting there going, ah, they'll probably be get a wild card berth. Maybe win a game. We'll win one playoff game this year. Losing the divisional round. We'll build off of it. Oh, my God. Nah, this team just boat raced the NFC. Yeah. To a Super Bowl. Yeah. They boat raced everyone. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. The... Man, this... This this is a fun team. This is a uh... fun, fun, fun team. They they win the Super Bowl, bro. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. 
<laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. I I was going nuts. My wife's like, "I hear lawyer voice. The baby's sleeping." I do not care if the baby is sleeping. I'm going to yell my ass off. I went. I texted you. I said I have to do something real quick. I ran up and down my street uh, with my 49er flag and just yelling and screaming. My neighbor, he wasn't home because I he didn't tell me he was going to the game until after I called him. And uh, he was at actually at the stadium tonight for the game. But my rest of my neighbors are all Cowboys fans. Most of them sit out in their garage during the nighttime, and they're looking at me funny while I'm running up and down the street. I love this fucking team, bro. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I, I love the team when when fucking Blaine Gabbert was the quarterback. You know, we were talking, you know, on, on Twitter, people were, you know, reminiscing on the years it's been since the Niners have been good. You know, you, as a fan, you, 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 you support them when they're down. You support them when they're up. That's what you do. And you know we were here when they were two and fourteen with, with with Gabbert and 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 Colin, and we were here with the fucking Tom Sula nonsense. We were here with the Harbaugh great three year run. We were here when Mike Singletary wanted winners and all that other nonsense that went out went around. The Niners have gotten it right. Jed York, John York, Denise, those guys have gotten it correct. They made the right hire, and things are lining up in place. We hopefully are on the cusp of something great for the next four, five, six years. I think so. I, I, I think so. That they have the right pieces in place. Oh man, they're young on the defensive line. They're, they're they're relatively young on the offensive line. I'm so happy, bro. Um, you know, it, it it really if it as long as they can manage the cap, Parag, come out, wave your wizard hands, <laughs> wizard hands, make it all work, make the cap work. Oh. Uh, I think I think it fills in for a little bit of a shakeup too with the new CBA. We could see a whole bunch of stuff where all of a sudden contracts either get bigger or much more affordable, or it's just teams can do more in, in terms of keeping players. So it'd be very interested to see how that goes. But again, the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. Dude, I can't. Let's just repeat it over and over. I'm, I'm going to scream from the rooftops. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm so happy I don't have to go to work tomorrow, MLK Day. Cool, whatever. How like work holiday? Don't have to go. But I really want to go to work because I really want to talk shit to everybody. <laughs> to everybody, and I won't be able to do it. I'm gonna have to wait till Tuesday, which is fine. Um, and also, 49ers fans, another small bonus that comes to going to the Super Bowl. No one's getting hurt at the Pro Bowl. Correct. Because no one's going to the Pro Bowl. They got bigger and badder things to do in Miami. Yeah, they gotta win this. They gotta win. They gotta win it. No one remembers you if you if you lose. Remember if you win it. Let's win it. Uh, Unless you're Buffalo and you lose four well, straight. That's just oh, That's man. different. That's four straight. That's yeah. that's different. That's that's like, eesh. I couldn't deal with that. I, I don't know how I would never deal with that. Um, we're going to Super Bowl, bro, and <laughs> it feels great, baby. That's All everything under great. the sun. Um, you know. <sighs> From Joe to Jimmy to George, this is a united team. We talked about it plenty of times. Um, there's something about this team, and you know, I think, I think they have it. They have it in them to, to go and get this one done. Um, this should be a very fun two weeks. Ignore the haters. Ignore all the slights that the Niners are going to get because you know it's coming. Um, mm-hmm. You know that should that should do it from for us tonight. You know I'm gonna. Sit down downstairs, reflect on this this season. Just because it's like I said, man. It, I I love this team. I've always I've been a Niners fan all my life, and it's been 
you know, it's been a lot more heartache than, than, than good, um, you know, in my 33 years of life, what being a Niner fan, you know, we got that one Super Bowl, you got the, uh, the one with cap and now this one. Um, and then of course all the other heartbreak versus the Packers and, you know, the Falcons and all that other shit between, between titles. It's, it's the time man. it, it might be our time, bro. It might be time for number six in, uh, in San Francisco and let's hope the Niners can get it done. Yeah, this is this is this is it, man. Yeah, this is it. This is this is it. Look, we're 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 gonna be back, you know, soon. I don't know. I don't know what our plan is right now. I have. I have. No uh, I'm clue. so I'm so elated. <laughs> I haven't figured it out. Um, I do know that we have a George Kittle football to give away. Yep. So George Kittle signed football. And by the way, if you didn't see George Kittle come out to the press conference today wearing a shirt, they just had a shirtless Jimmy G on it, signed to George with Jimmy's signature on it. The man's a goddamn national treasure. George Kittle is. Yes, he is. And he signed a football, and we're giving it away. So all you got to do is, is, is subscribe to the podcast. Follow me. Follow Javi. Follow the podcast. Leave a rating and a review, however you listen. Now, if you can't, if you're on Google or you're on Spotify and they don't let you leave reviews, just shoot me a screenshot. At MattBar underscore, shoot me a screenshot. We'll get you entered. I'm going to put all these names into a giant spreadsheet. I'm going to start doing it tomorrow with that day off of work. Well, I'm just thinking about all the shit I'm going to talk on Tuesday. I'm going to put it together, and, and we'll give it away this week. So we'll pick a winner this week. We're going to get you a George Kittle signed football. Yep. Just make sure you leave a, a subscription, rating, review. Hey, look, if you think we're a three-star podcast, rate us three stars. If you think we're five, you're good. Sucking up to us ain't going to help. It's going to make me feel really good about myself <laughs> when I read these reviews. But it ain't going to help because it's all random. Yeah. It really is all random, guys. Uh, so so if you get that done, and then one more time. I'm going to say one more time. The 49ers are going to fucking Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54. Um, yeah. And those of you guys who are your district Kyle t-shirts, those are in the mail. I shipped them out this morning. Uh, you should have them coming days. They will be out to you. Uh, working on something else. We'll let you guys know here in the soon uh, near future about something that we're working on to get out to you guys as well. Um, but like my buddy Matt said here, we're going to Super Bowl, bro. We're going to Super Bowl. Mm. Chiefs Niners, the the revenge tour for the 49ers is still on. Remember what happened the last time the Niners played the Chiefs. I was there. The revenge tour, the revenge tour is real. Um, let's get this one in two weeks. Um, but until Sometime later on this week. Go Niners. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. We are going to the Super Bowl. Peace.